What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you had an incredible weekend. It was certainly a super busy weekend in the world of pro wrestling. Obviously, we'll get to all of that. There's a lot of news to cover, uh, certainly coming out of the first week of 2023. As always, a big thank you to you all for your continued support of all things connected to the faction, be it Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show, or if you're subscribed to this podcast, whichever way that looks, thank you so much. These things mean the absolute world, and I do not take it for granted. So with that said, there's a lot that's going on, and we're going to get right into the news, but first, I want to just remind you of this. This is a very special month for the faction, as believe it or not, this month marks seven years since we launched. That seems like a lifetime, and certainly it is in the world of podcasting. So I want to just thank you in advance for supporting us all of this time through changes, through all kinds of things, you guys have been incredibly supportive of this movement and we continue to move strong. So I'm very, very excited about all that's happening with the faction. And I think I might be able to twist the arms of my good faction brothers to come on and greet you guys for our seven year anniversary. I'll make sure we work through all of that. Don't worry. But there's some blockbuster news kicking off 2023. Perhaps the biggest piece of news, which I'm going to dive right into, is the return of Vince McMahon. So let's paint the story. It's Sicily, 1917. No, no, actually it's not. It's the WWE 2022, particularly June of sorts. When we first started reporting to you that there were some really serious allegations being brought against Vince McMahon, which involved sexual impropriety and financial impropriety, as it was believed that he used money from the WWE as hush money for these sexual acts that in many cases seemed as though they were not just problematic, but borderline criminal. Well, yeah, yeah, you could definitely say that. So the report started mounting and it came out to around 12 to 15 million dollars that Vince McMahon had used with hush money. And it seemed as though every time we got one report, then another report would come and another almost felt like DJ Khaled. Another one. Right. All of these things happened so much so. Until July showed up, and in July, Vince McMahon decided to step down and retire from WWE. So, what ends up happening? Vince McMahon is gone from the company for the last six months of 2022. WWE began to see higher ratings than it's seen in years. Triple H takes over creative. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan become co-CEOs, and we're off to the races. All of a sudden, folks are coming back to WWE that had been released throughout the year. People are starting to leave AEW for WWE. It seems as though WWE becomes the land of opportunity and gains a ton of favor among the fans, which had not happened in many, many years. Well, we turn the page to 2023. 
and some way, somehow, Vince McMahon has returned to the company. So we shared this story over the weekend, and obviously we got a lot of commentary from it, but I want to really take this time to kind of explain what's going on. So Vince McMahon comes back to WWE, but he comes back in a different capacity than he left. He left as the COO or the CEO. He did have the most power as a shareholder. So what's ultimately happened since then, Vince McMahon is back on the board. This does not mean that Vince McMahon is returning as head of creative. In fact, he actually said in a statement, quote, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. Vince McMahon, who is still the majority owner of WWE, returned to the board and elected himself and two former co-presidents and directors to the board. So those folks include Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. In the process, McMahon removed three members from the board, which include Joellen Lyons-Dillon, Jeffrey Speed, and Alan Wexler. In addition, there were two board members that also resigned, and that is Ignis Lehoud and Manjit Singh. Now, the Manjit Singh one becomes very interesting because Manjit Singh was the one who helped to put this whole thing together in terms of the investigation into what happened with Vince McMahon and the subsequent recommendation. So this is all very, very interesting to see what has happened here with WWE. WWE also made a statement in all of this and their statement said that they quote intend to undertake a review of its strategic alternatives with the goal being to maximize value for all WWE shareholders. The general belief in all of that is this means a potential sale for WWE. So why is Vince McMahon back besides of course just wanting to be back involved in WWE, this is really allowing him to facilitate potential sales talks. Now, this is why this is important. So we have talked certainly during the history of this show about the media rights situation for WWE. Let's go back to 2019. Right around this time in 2019 where WWE made some major deals, one of those deals was a billion dollar deal to have Fox own the TV rights to SmackDown. And that would happen over a five-year period. They also negotiated a great deal with NBC Universal, which involved USA having the media rights to Monday Night Raw. And there was the whole deal that they cut with Peacock, moving the WWE Network over to Peacock. And there was about a million dollars involved in that transaction. What many don't realize is 2019 was all of four years ago, which means we are nearing that five-year moment where those contracts for the media rights end up being expired. So here's kind of the thought about this. WWE happens to be incredibly valuable intellectual property. Owning this intellectual property allows streaming services to exclusively offer content without having to worry about winning licensing rights every few years. WWE also has value in terms of its merchandising and theme park businesses as well. So WWE has apparently hired JP Morgan to help the company advise on a potential sale 
And here's what's believed. And this is where things get really interesting. It's believed that if a deal is going to occur for the sale of WWE, that it would likely occur within the next three to six months. And of course, WWE is planning to talk to potential buyers before it makes a decision on TV rights renewal agreements. So this gets very, very interesting. Now, stocks after this announcement on Friday for WWE rose 17%, which is a really, really big deal. And there are some interesting companies that are being mentioned in terms of folks who could potentially buy the WWE. There is Comcast, who owns NBC Universal. That seems to make a lot of sense, given that, of course, Monday Night Raw is on USA. Peacock already has a WWE network, and there's been a long-standing relationship between the WWE and NBC, NBC Universal, dating all the way back to the origins of Saturday Night's main event back in 1985. Now, Comcast, if this happened, could actually lock up WWE without having to pay upcoming rights renewals increases, and they could use this intellectual property for theme parks, movies, and other spinoff series. So this is really, really possible to happen for WWE to be sold to Comcast. Fox is an option as well, given, of course, the current relationship between Fox and the WWE surrounding SmackDown. So this could be interesting. Then there is the talk of Disney, where Disney also could be a major option as well. So things are getting interesting. What does a sale mean for WWE? Who knows? That'd be really, really interesting. Now, one of the other names that's being mentioned right now is Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, here's where Warner Brothers Discovery is interesting because Warner Brothers Discovery right now has the media rights to one AEW that would be All Elite Wrestling. And believe it or not, that rights deal expires this year. Yeah. So this gets really, really interesting. What's going to happen with WWE? Will indeed WWE sell? Now, it is believed that WWE actually could get seemingly more money out of the deal by selling at this point versus going through another media rights negotiation. So, I don't know what's going to happen. We're obviously going to be watching this for quite some time, but think about this. If that sale could happen in three to six months, That means the sale could happen as soon as WrestleMania? Let's think about it. WrestleMania is a pretty brilliant time. And of course, it was all the way back in 2019 when the WWE Network moved to Peacock. And of course, the first major event that was held on there, that transition happened. You got it right, right around WrestleMania. But then let's go back even further to the inception of the WWE Network back in 2014. The network was introduced right in February, and the first major live pay-per-view that would happen on there, of course, was WrestleMania. Now, of course, NXT happened first, et cetera, et cetera. Needless to say, this is a very interesting time for WWE. What's going to happen? I don't know. And then here's the other question. 
If WWE is sold, will that impact what we see on a regular basis? Will all of those things kind of change? Will all of the people who have roles there now still have roles there then? And perhaps the biggest question of all, will Vince McMahon go away after WWE is sold? Or will he still find a way to be around? All of these are very realistic questions whose answers we currently don't have. But I can tell you, you now understand why this is super big business. And speaking of super big business, let's talk about WrestleMania 39. We're three months away and a major piece of news has dropped about WrestleMania 39 that we normally wouldn't hear by this time. But I'll tell you what that is when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown. And ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Casey Mack is taking How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction. 2023 is shaping up to be one of the biggest years in the history of this business. The potential sale of WWE is a very real conversation with the return of Vince McMahon. And now we get this massive news that already three months before WrestleMania 39 has even happened, it has already broken the all-time WrestleMania gate record. WrestleMania 39, which will originate from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, already broke the company's all-time gate record for any WrestleMania, despite having yet to announce a single match. 
The previous record announced was $17.3 million that happened at WrestleMania 32 in 2016 in AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Now, this record gate comes on the heels of unprecedented ticket sales demand. I've heard something to the effect of 100,000 tickets have already been sold for WrestleMania, which is incredible. And again, we don't know what matches are going to happen. The Royal Rumble hasn't even happened yet, and we don't know who's main eventing WrestleMania. But this two-night WrestleMania seems to be incredible. Shout out to Triple H. And again, this new leadership has done something that no one else has previously done. Think about all of the WrestleManias that have happened. Vince McMahon cannot take credit for the largest gate WrestleMania in history. Triple H can. And we don't have a single match yet. So this tells you plenty about where WWE could potentially go and how people are loving the direction of this product. We'll see if Vince McMahon's return has any impact on that. We certainly could not tell this past Friday night. So that's really, really exciting. Speaking of WWE and then its rival AEW, Kicked off the year in a really big way. So if you watched AEW this past week, you'll notice that there was a new look to AEW. Why? That is because AEW had a new hire. The new hire is a gentleman by the name of Mike Manzuri. He is the former vice president of global television production for WWE. He is now in AEW as senior vice president and co-executive producer. And while many thought this could change the content of the show, what it's really changed is the look and presentation of the show. And so we have a brand new set design, a new logo, new colors. I like it. I think it gives certainly a more sophisticated look to AEW. And you can quickly tell that this guy worked in WWE just based on the new set design. It certainly resembles something that we've seen previously on Raw, and I'm not mad at it. The color scheme is great. It just gives AEW an updated look, and I'm not mad at it. And AEW had a big week of programming. We saw a new TNT champion crowned with Darby Allin defeating Samoa Joe to become the two-time TNT champion and already had his first defense on Rampage this past Friday night. Rampage was live. That was great. Battle of the Belts was live. That was great. So it looks like a really good time right now for AEW. It's a really good time for the WWE. It's a really good time for all of pro wrestling. And that is exciting. We love pro wrestling being successful. And that is necessary. With that said, had my first show this past weekend with SHW for 2023. Put some behind the scenes things up on my socials at Bonnerfied. So you can go ahead, check out that reel and we'll have more information coming on that. This coming Sunday, the first Battle Slam of 2023. It's Battle Slam Dream. If you're in the Atlanta area or you want to get here, listen, it's the way to go. Battle Slam did some incredible things in 2022. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in 2023. So you don't want to miss it. Battle Slam happening this Sunday. Again, make your way to the ATL because it's going to be fire. And I'm certain that this episode will end up on Fight TV at a later date. As SHW 47 will end up on IWTV on a later date as well. And if you're going to be in the Atlanta area 
A week from this Friday is the first annual Georgia Wrestling History Awards and Gala. It is shaping up to be something very, very special as the Georgia Wrestling History Awards will be announced then in what should be a very special time for the Georgia wrestling community. I, along with my partner Brandon Benefield, are once again nominated for Commentators of the Year. We've won that award the last two years. Who knows? We may win it again for a third year, but we will be there. We'll also be presenting awards as well. So feel free to come on through. Tickets are available now, and we'll make sure that information is available wherever you follow us. All right, we're going to get out of here. Have an absolutely incredible day. We want to hear more from you. Again, Raw should be very interesting tonight as Alexa Bliss attempts to explain her behavior in her matchup with Bianca Belair last week and much, much more. So be on the lookout for some great, great things. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I my people here.